Dan, just me and you. Just us two again. again. (laughs) Yep. And uh, I guess because we had four people on the podcast last week, Chris was like, you know what? Mm, Let's just get back down to two. Right. Is he getting, you know, paid by the episode or by the hour? Or is he just gets his, is he getting a salary? Like what's going on here? You know, yeah, maybe he's trying to get the balance. Our equilibrium is a little off after a, a, a long episode and a four-person episode at the table last week. They're like, no, no, sorry, boys. We can only give you a, a table for two here today. Yeah, Chris was like, I can only do like an hour 12, hour 15. I can't do an hour 30. That's yeah. what he did to us. So he's not here uh, <laughs> this week. Or maybe he'll stop by. We have no idea what's going to happen with Chris. He'll pop but, in uh, for a drink or two. Who knows? Yeah, who, who knows? He might just be in the corner just like floating. You just never know. Right. If he's listening to this right now. <laughs> But uh, I got to start out the podcast with this. Um, saw a headline, and I want know your thoughts on it. Aaron Carter abruptly exits Naked Boys Singing Live Las Vegas musical before premiere. <laughs> uh, excuse me? I will repeat it. What? Aaron Carter. <laughs> Abruptly exits Naked Boys singing live musical in Las Vegas before the premiere. Well, that's easily uh, top five most unexpected headlines to hear this year and this week. <laughs> um, I didn't know Aaron Carter was in Naked Boys, the musical. Naked uh, Boys singing the musical. I didn't know Chip and Dale's changed their name and added a musical act. Um, you are a musical aficionado, Dan. Um, did you know that there, what naked boys singing? Is this a, is this something that you knew about? Is this up there with Jersey boys and Hamilton, uh, naked boys singing? No, uh, because <laughs> if you're going to name something that you would think you'd use the phrase men because yeah. when naked boys, <laughs> this is just wrong on so many levels. Uh, no, I wasn't aware that this was a, a you know, soon to be Broadway hit the look out it's, yeah. it, it, it's going to spread across the country. Let's, let's hope out. We don't need naked boys singing, you know, hitting a local town near you. Uh, and here's what the sub headline was also wants to box soldier boy in celebrity <laughs> boxing match. I hope that's not why he abruptly <laughs> exited. He's like, no, you know what? I can't do this. I want to box soldier boy. I don't want to be a naked singing boy. That's that's what I want. Naked boy, soldier boy. I'm going soldier boy. That's <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> too much. And I feel weird saying naked boys too many yeah. times. So <laughs> this show doesn't need to happen until they change this show to naked men singing live. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's weird. Much smoother that way. <laughs> well, welcome to uh, Naked Brunch. Uh, <laughs> it's Dee Dee out here in Los Angeles. Dan is in Pittsburgh, and Chris is uh, getting WVU season tickets. That's what he's waiting in line for. So <laughs> it's a long line. Long it's line. A long line. He long thought he's going to make it back in time. <laughs> <laughs> well, today on this show, we're going to be talking about the best and worst grocery aisles, which I cannot wait to talk to uh, to you, Dan, about this. It's going to be fun. Uh, Jeopardy pick the hosts. We'll talk about that. And we have a pick. We either have a one has to go or we have a pick two. One is ice cream trucks and one is just a bunch of delicious food. It depends if Chris shows up or not, which one we do this week or next week or the week after that. So we'll get to that. And also what we're listening to. And of course, get it off my chest. But 
let's get this started the way that uh, we always do, except for last week. Bruise day, Dan. Let's get it started. And we talked a bunch about seltzers last week. A lot about seltzers. So I'm bringing one to the table. Okay. Got the Truly Strawberry Tea. Truly Mm, Strawberry Tea. I haven't had this yet. So taste test here. Open it up. Yeah, been curious about the about the tea, about if that could be a game changer. I'm I'm scared, but I'm excited. This is live, folks. You don't get this anywhere else. No, you don't. You know, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, this is pretty good. I mean, I like the lemonade better, but the strawberry tea is this is solid. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. A lot of tea. That's good. I feel like that'd be hard to do in a seltzer, but yeah. So you like it? You like it? You like it? Not as much as the lemonade, but how about the regular truly? Uh, I feel like the regular truly still the goat, but like, okay. The regular truly still the goat, but this is good. I'm not going to lie. Like if you are looking for a little tea in your seltzer, you know, this is this is pretty solid. And I know they have a bunch of different flavors. I picked the strawberry. So mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Truly strawberry tea. Okay. Check it out. So I'm sipping on this week. What do you got, Dan? There it is. Well, as a brunch breakdown first and a bruise day first, I do not have a beer here today. And here's why. Just, <laughs> I know. I know. We just returned uh, myself. Chris and 16 other people. Yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> From a a weekend on the lake down at Deep Creek Lake in Maryland. And there was some drinking going on for a number of days consecutively. Okay. And I have some additional activities starting tomorrow, which will take me through the weekend, which will also be probably a little bit more than average drinking activities. So I decided let's give that body a break a couple of days through the week and stick to water. So that's what I'm trying to do. I will try, I will try not to make a habit of this. It's the first time I'm glad I say I'm the last one that had to skip a bruise day. Now I don't have a tea that I'm going to bring to you here or a coffee or anything weird like that, but I am going to focus and highlight a beer that I did have this past weekend. And I'm going to at least talk about that. Um, one of my favorite series that I've talked about a number of times here. In fact, last week I brought to you a collaboration between Cinderland's uh, Brewing and Evergreen. And I mentioned Evergreen in their Sorbetto series. And I was able to taste the newest of the Sorbetto series. I have the picture here. It's Sorbetto number 34, which is a sour ale with pineapple, banana, key lime, coconut, and vanilla so i've got the picture of the of the can there for you as of basically like i'm holding it um wild which is just a wild beer this thing was super tropical you really did get all of those flavors lots of pineapple lots of coconut lots of banana again can be difficult to do when you're overloading something with all these other tropical citrusy fruits to put it in with banana, um, but it balances because you have the coconut and the vanilla. It, it, it blends it all together. 
you can see here, Sorbetto 34. It's one of my favorites that I've had. It's perfect for summer. It was perfect for being on the lake, the warm weather. Like I said, very tropical, very flavorful, not overly sour, very smooth. I love this brewery. I love this series. And I really enjoyed Sorbetto 34 this weekend. I don't know how you couldn't. There is a lot in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. that is, wow. Yeah, they threw it all at the table. Key lime, didn't see that coming, you know, and it, and it works. It really does. Because like I said, it's easy for some of that stuff to overpower uh, it, itself and the other fruits that it's in there with. But they must work so damn hard at balancing all that where you can really get all of it. Because it's easy to just throw stuff together, figure it out, and hope it works out for the best. But you can tell when they put together a formula like this, they really work hard on it, and it is just beautiful. So if you can find it, get your hands on it quickly. Beautiful Sorbetto 34 from Evergreen. Well, that is beautiful. Well, Dan, this will be the first and Bruce Day. I'm going to say, grab your phone. Give me a cheers. Yeah, here's your cheers. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I did the best I could, right? You know, I had to at least – no. Get, get, paint the picture, tell the story. Just because it's not going down my gullet doesn't mean you can't all imagine it's going down yours. Seriously, that is <laughs> that is absolutely beautiful. And speaking of your trip, uh, and this is completely inside baseball knowledge here. Uh, our friend Slaw <laughs> is moving to DC and he told all of you guys this. You all knew this. I saw a million people at this thing and I find out because my wife read it on Facebook. So Slaw, oh. you are still on my shit list. He has called me since, but he is still on the shit list because I was like, so that means everyone knew before me. Wow. On the list. That's, that's stunning. I, I did not know stunning. that that's how you found out and you weren't even the one reading it. I don't know if it's worse if you no. were to read it or if, <laughs> if Siobhan read it and then had to tell you. But yeah, yeah I found out a few days before everybody else um and and so i i but i knew that's something you keep quiet because when you make a big announcement like i'm moving again (laughs) it's something you want to tell people yourself and not have to do that way but what a week and a half goes by he tells everybody that was on the trip people he's not as close with as you oh yeah and we we, didn't shoot you a text yeah, nothing. Oh, come on. Not brother. until I lit him up in a text message. Yeah. I was heated. I still love him. I'm happy for yeah. you, Slaw. I know you listen to this podcast, but I could not let that go by without yeah, calling that's you an out. Appropriate call out. Appropriate call out. Slaw, yes. you got to do better, brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dan, tell everybody where they can find the brunch breakdown. You can find the brunch breakdown anywhere that you find podcasts all over the internet. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Brand new episodes coming to you every Thursday morning. Hit subscribe, hit follow on any one of those mediums. Let those episodes come right to you on the road, in your car, at home, wherever you need to be every Thursday morning. Of course, full video episodes also available every Thursday. That's 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on our Facebook and our YouTube pages. And of course, those are available uh, on demand anytime after that when you want to watch. We've got some very special graphics to share today with <laughs> pick twos and picking ones and things like that. You, you got to get to a computer, get it up on your phone. You got to see these things so you can give us your input as well. Uh, of course, we're available everywhere on social media. That includes Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, 
and TikTok. Find us there. Find us on Triller. Find us on TikTok. We are simply at Brunch Breakdown everywhere there. And of course, we're going to give you what we're listening to a little bit later in the episode, but the sounds of brunch available every Friday, except for this past week. And I'm sorry, that's on me. If you were looking for it and it was the same stuff, it's my fault. So this week, double the pleasure, double the fun, double the music, double the Aaron Carter nakedness on Sounds of Brunch this Friday. So you'll have last week plus this week, which we'll give to you a little bit later. Find that on Spotify. That's uh, how I beat Shaq is definitely going on <laughs> the playlist this week. So double playlist plus all the Aaron Carter you could possibly get. That's what right. we're going at you. <laughs> well, let's get some random topics off our chest. It's time for get it off our chest. Dan, what is on your mind today? What's up? So it's time for a wedding update. It's been a couple of couple of weeks, I think. So let's just got it. a couple of things that I want to share. You know, I, I said from the very, very start, in fact, this upcoming weekend is one year to the day of our engagement, of the proposal, of the yes she accepted <laughs> of our engagement. Coming up on one year, so very exciting times. Yes. We've, we've, we've gone through a lot, did a lot of the stuff early. I provided you with many of those stories. So I'm going to continue the rest of the way, 260-some-odd days that we have left to go. There are still more updates and more stories to tell. So most recently, we had a number of cake tastings. It was it was cake tasting time. And let me tell you, even during a pandemic, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful experience. I think that's pretty obvious to anybody. But in the way they do things now is you don't even have to go to the bakery. They send you home with every flavor, every cake, little slices of cake, a bunch of cookies, they send you home. They say, eat it. We'll see you on Zoom next week. Love that. Absolutely love that. We got to sit there, take our time. We didn't have to eat a bunch of cake all in one night. <laughs> we get to take some notes and then have a virtual consultation. So that's what's going on in the world of, of cake tastings nowadays today. And it is. It's wonderful. And even if you're not interested in certain types of cakes or cookies, they're sending them to you. Eat them up. Eat them up and then we'll talk. Uh, we had another one where we, it was in person and it started off with an eight inch double layer round cake. We ate half of it. We got to bring two people with us. So there were four of us. We ate half the cake and then we still took half a cake home, which took us another three or four days to eat on top of the other cookies we had from there. So if you're in the future of doing cake tastings and whatnot, go to a bunch of bakeries, get a bunch of free cake, turn them all down. Even if you're not interested in their cookies, ah, my aunt's going to make all the pit sales in the world. Who cares? Don't tell them that. All right. Get all those cookies, get all those cakes, share them, eat them, enjoy them. It's a wonderful time. It's an absolutely wonderful time. I'm very excited for our cake. And I think people will be as well, but some bigger news, more of the announcement that I wanted to share We've been talking bachelor party a number of times yes. on this podcast, sharing the updates with people. We've asked for input from our listeners and it's been very helpful. And I thank you all that provided input. And the announcement is we have a location. We have an official designated location for the bachelor party, which is 
Charleston, South Carolina is your winner. Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I wanted to go somewhere warm, right? Somewhere that I've never been to for a bachelor party before. So it didn't seem like it was a repeat type of trip. And then the big key was somewhere easy to walk around with 20 people. (laughs) And Charleston happens to offer that. So anybody that's ever been to Charleston for a, whether a bachelor party or regular trip, if you've ever been there at all, hit me up at Steel City Dan 22 at Brunch Breakdown. Let the boys know they will be there. They have a big hand in all this, by the way. Um, Where to stay, things to do, places to visit, bars, restaurants, send them all. Your best hydration tips, you know, this is a long marathon. I learned that over the weekend. And as we're getting older here, I need more hydration tips. So we'll be going there in the spring, late March, April, early May, somewhere in that time frame. More details to come, but Charleston is the announcement. Excited to go. Very excited to go. And again, send those suggestions, tips all my way. Looking forward to it. Well, I am super excited about that because I haven't been to Charleston. I went to Charleston one time like 10 years ago and I've been waiting to go back. I've mm-hmm. been trying to get a reason to go back. Like a couple yeah. of my friends have almost moved there and I've been like trying to tell them to move. They didn't. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, guys, I need you to move. I need some reason to go to Charleston, South Carolina. And now I do. So I'm excited. Yeah, very excited. It, it makes a lot of top 10 lists for best bachelor party destinations. You have all the obvious picks on there and then, you know, something maybe a lot of people haven't been to before. So yeah, man, very excited. The countdown's on. going to be a crazy spring. Beautiful. <laughs> Got to fit Coachella in there somewhere too, yeah, <laughs> by I the know. way. <laughs> I'm like, you're like early April. I'm like, uh, okay. Because <laughs> we'll just figure this stuff out. Make it work. <laughs> Well, uh, here's what I want to get off my chest this week, Dan. Uh, yoga is hard. <laughs> it's very hard. hard. It's hard. It's very hard. Um, I am probably the least flexible person. I'm like, I have no flexibility. I am so just not flexible. Now that I've had this back surgery that I'm now like six months out of uh, physical therapy. We went through the sessions of physical therapy. So they're like, you can't come here every week. You have to live on your own. And here's what we will give with you. One of those tips were to start yoga. And I was like, okay, Mm. I can do this. I've been doing a lot of stretching, a lot of stuff in physical therapy that a lot of the same things you do in yoga. But man, did a yoga class on the the Peloton app. And I was sweating from places I've never sweat before. because It's very hard. And I took a beginner's yoga class. I'm like, I don't even know what an intermediate yoga class is. I don't even want to talk about an advanced yoga class at this point. I was hurting in places that I haven't hurt in a long time. And so um, this is uh, just a tip to everyone. Stretch, like start (laughs) stretching. I don't care if you play anything or do anything. Just just stretch. Um, Stretch a lot so you don't end up like me needing to do yoga. And (laughs) tough. It's a tough life out here for me. Yoga is hard. Wow. Had to get that off my chest. I'll, I'll be honest. I've never attempted it. It, it doesn't seem like something I'd be interested or have fun doing. Um, I can completely understand why that would be advice that you were given. Uh, but I will say this, your, your piece of advice there stretch. I stretch two times, two to three times every day. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Two to three times every day. And so one is, naturally before I work out 
immediately after I work out. Don't forget the post-workout stretch, folks. It's very important. Yeah. Cool down and stretch. Cool down and stretch. We don't have Chris Gates Fitness here, but I'm pretty sure he would he would agree with that. Yeah. But the most important stretch of the day for me is right before bed. And I love the right before bed stretch. Gives you a little time to wind down. And if you've had any, you know, stress in the day or you feel like you're gonna if if you're a ruffle rigid sleeper <laughs> just stretch the muscles out that's the reason i started doing it is they said it was it will help you fall asleep a little quicker because your muscles won't be tensed up from anything you hopefully won't be rolling around in bed back and forth so i do it right before bed kind of stretches everything out and then i just glide right into bed so that's that's my advice on top of that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man. Love a good stretch. Love a good Man. stretch. Try to stay flexible. Yeah. I wish I would have listened to every trainer and every person who ever told <laughs> me that I needed to stretch more than I was when I was playing all these sports. Yeah. Cause now I'm paying for it. So stretch, please do all the stretching you can. Cause... You can never stretch too much. Like I'll no. stretch my, my hamstrings. And then at, after I work out and then just a few hours later before bed. And it's like, They've what has happened in that time where they're like so tight all of a sudden again. I'm like, whoo, these bad boys need to stretch it out. Yeah, yeah. Good, good advice. Good advice yeah, there. Do it now. Definitely. And get it off your <laughs> chest was brought to you by Chris Gates Fitness. For all your fitness <laughs> needs, right. go to ChrisGatesFitness.com. <laughs> except, <laughs> well, except for the cake baking part. That was a whole yeah. nother. Yeah, that that was that was another sponsor. Don't worry yeah. about that. <laughs> God, cake tasting. God, I just that was such a fun time and doing it at home had to be so much better than doing it there because otherwise you just have this person just sitting there watching you eat. Yeah. And like, yeah. especially if you do it like at the venue or with the venue or whatever, and they're just watching you eat things like hors d'oeuvres and whatever. And you're just like, this is weird. Like, I wish I could like, you know, I don't know if the cake person's your cousin. I don't know. Like this is weird, but yeah. No. Yeah. Cause yeah, they want that initial feedback right away. They may not want to answer whether or not you're going to book, but they want to hear what you're thinking and what you like, what you don't like. And it's a lot. So at home was super nice. Even if you're not doing a cake, I'll be honest with you. We weren't going to do a cake. We were going to do a cake for us and then other stuff for the rest uh, of the people at the reception that changed. That changed based on the cake tasting. There will be more cake available. So even if you don't want to do cake, do it. That's yeah. all I got to say. Yeah. You got to do cake. Got to do cake. And other stuff is cool yeah. too, but you got to do yeah. cake. Yeah, of <laughs> Well, let's get into the main course, uh, Dan. Uh, let's get it started with, um, you know, let's get it started with the best worst grocery aisle. Uh, we saw this from a tweet from uh, Mikey, uh, famous Pittsburgh DJ, and um he said, best worst grocery aisle. And I want to know, Dan, what is the best grocery aisle? Boy, if I had to pick one, you're talking to Steel City Dan, the grocery man. I mean, yeah. we could do an entire podcast. I can't wait. We've done sports brunch. We've done, we're apparently doing naked brunch. We've done bruise day brunch. I'm ready for grocery brunch for a full episode because we can get it done. Um, but if I had to go with one, I'm picking the cereal aisle. Okay. I'm picking the cereal aisle. It's the most dynamic. It's typically one of the larger aisles in the store of just one thing with a million varieties. 
and it uh-huh. never gets old. There's always something new to look for. You're not going down the canned vegetable aisle looking for a new variety of canned corn. It's not happening. Just not happening. But for cereal, we've done some cereal on brunch court here. That stuff pops up. You got to pick it up. I picked up some pumpkin spice special K this weekend. Very excited for that. But the cereal aisle is so unique, so dynamic. It brings back this nostalgia from childhood. But at the same time, there's still cereals there for adults. But you also still grab some of that old <laughs> sugary cereal just to have as a snack every once in a while. Um it's the most visually appealing store this aisle in the store. Um, it always brings excitement to me, even if we're, and I know we don't buy a cereal that often, but we're always going down the cereal aisle, always taking a trip down there. So it's a tough, tough decision on just the number one. But if I had to pick one, I think I'm going cereal aisle. You know, that's a good one. And when you said visually appealing, yeah. Cause everything's so big. It's like, yeah, big, you know, bright, colorful. Yeah, yeah everything's exactly. bright and colorful. And then it's like, you see the Paw Patrol and there's Mickey Mouse and there's Shaq, right. and LeBron <laughs> and whoever, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, there's Olympic boxes still open. So you see Simone Biles and whoever else, yeah. you know, on these boxes, everything is just, I never, I didn't think about that until like, right when you said it, I was like, oh yeah. Like when you're walking to the cereal aisle, it's just stuff coming at you. Mainly because like, you don't need cinnamon toast crunch churros, <laughs> but if you see them, <laughs> Like I have to try these. Have, they sound so good. It's like the whole aisle. You could just go grab like regular ass Cheerios, but then like, no, I need uh blueberry Cheerios with the big yes. blue box. Yes. Wow. It's like a bunch of billboards of a bunch of stuff that you like and they're always changing. And and yeah, something is always grasping at it, grasping at you. They're just you never get sick of cereal. You j- you just never do. Dude, that is a good one. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I am going with the pasta aisle. I really love the aisle with pasta because I just get so happy with sauces, and there's so many. <laughs> you know, you have like rare sauces, then like Guy Fieri's got a sauce, yeah. and then Emerald's got a sauce, and then you have like your ragus and your fregos, and there's a bunch of different kinds of sauce. And then in the aisle, also, you've got like utensils. You've got different, you've got like different pasta spoons and forks and all this stuff. There's just a lot of stuff going on in the pasta aisle. And it always makes me happy. If I'm going to get pasta, it's like, I know it's going to be, it's going to be something good. And then like, and then some stores have like the Asian noodles on the side over there too. Mm -hmm. And like, that's also in the pasta aisle. So like if your Chinese food on, I love that aisle because I think it just, I just love pasta and noodles. That's really, and it just, that one, you go through the aisle, that one just makes me the happiest. I didn't, I never thought of that one. That one's great. You're right. And as someone with a lot of Italian blood in me, I, I do enjoy, I don't, the stuff that's on the other side of the aisle that isn't pasta, I couldn't even tell you what's <laughs> over there because I'm always looking in that one direction. There's 20 feet of sauce and then there's like 34 feet of pasta yeah. of every variety make in brand. And I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. You know how there are so many dinner ideas with two items in that aisle. Yes. <laughs> it's it's simple, it's delicious. Doesn't matter if it's nutritious, but wow, I didn't think of the pasta. Aisle. Yeah. And then you keep going down and there's macaroni and it's just like it's just yes. you're just going down it's macaroni and cheese or if you go down farther in the aisle, it's like it's a great it's just a great aisle for like a great night. It's just Yeah. Yeah. That's a great pick. That's yeah. a great pick there. Um, 
I have a couple honorable okay. mentions. Go for it as well that I can't we can't go on without talking some of the greatest grocery aisles. <laughs> and I'm going to go aisle section here. Okay. Aisle section. I have to mention the bakery because now this is the op kind of the opposite of what I talked about with the cereal aisle where it's big bold it's eye grabbing. Bakery's about the smells. Right? Ah uh, yeah. They first pull you in with those smells, that fresh baked bread, fresh baked whatever. And then you just hit the donuts and you're in heaven. It's just amazing. Glazed this, frosted that, sprinkled this, <laughs> little nut sprinkling here. And it's just amazing. And especially we're coming up. We're not quite there yet. We're not quite coming up. We'll eventually, we're always coming up to something, right? Yeah, always. <laughs> we will be approaching the fall and then into the holidays, which is when the bakery gets hit the hardest because they have the best treats all around. Not just pumpkin spice, but that's where a lot of it lives. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's, that's their time. That's their jam. Love me a good bakery section when it just, it, yeah, it's the aromas that pull you, pull you in and not always necessarily grabbing something there, but it's just a nice section to walk through. That's, you know, and I'm, I'm on the same, same page as you depending okay. on what grocery store you go to but like i love like the prepared food section interesting so it's like section i love the prepared food section i love like the potato salads macaroni salads you got your little fruit bowls you got all the stuff that you can just get that's prepared and you just take it home like the you know you get chicken there as well you know it's like you just mm -hmm. grab it it's already hot Get yeah. your eight piece for the whole family and whatnot. Get your hojos or potatoes, whatever you guys call them. Uh, yeah, like I love that section too. Like that would be my second section. It's like usually depending on what grocery store you go to, sometimes the bakery's on the opposite side of the store, but sometimes they're yeah. all like together. But yeah, that section, prepared food. I love it. You overpay for something that you could do at home, but it's just <laughs> nice to know that you can just have them do it for you. It's beautiful. Okay. I've got an interesting point on that which okay. we we'll get to after okay. our favorites right. here um next one i'm going to go to is what i'm calling commercial baked goods some people will refer to it as the cookie aisle or the cracker aisle yeah. but we're talking all things commercially baked cookies snacks and including those end caps because the end caps don't get credit as an aisle, but I'm including those end caps. I'm talking to you, little Debbie, and I'm talking to you, hostess. How can you not walk through this aisle and just be mesmerized? I literally pass the Oreos every week just to see what the newest variety is that I need to pick it up every week. And again, not the healthiest section in the store, but they're always coming up with a new cookie, a new cracker, a new something from these large commercial snack companies and i love it again it's just a nostalgia thing i think where it pulls from childhood and that's something you'd be able to go to and just pick something out a little more selective now but still love the creativity and the uniqueness that they bring to the table and just the it just brings me to delight to to see all the good stuff that's going on and again how could you not love little debbie and and hostess and, and walk by those sections that's just they're amazing. They're That's amazing. very true. Well, my last one of the best uh, is to gloat a little bit, to be honest. Uh, 
the liquor and beer aisles in the grocery store. Oh boy. Uh, Consider that. You just, you know, you take it for granted when you live in a place like Pittsburgh that, uh, you know, you can't really do that. And (laughs) here you can in West Virginia, you can. And uh, yeah. And I just want to say that just don't take it for granted. If you can go to your grocery store and get alcohol, you don't have to go to a separate place to get your alcohol. You can get all your hostess cakes, all your cereals and, your liquor and beer at the same time. And that is why liquor and beer, those aisles, you know, you forget sometimes. Then you remember when you go home that I don't have to go to a beer distributor. I can just get a six pack right here. Yeah. Shouts to the liquor and beer aisles. Boy, I, see, I didn't think of that because yeah, it's very limited here in terms of that. So it's really not considered. And you have to check out separately, whatever. Anyway, uh, I don't, <laughs> I want to do uh, one more best okay. and then I'm going to, I should have mentioned this with the cereal aisle because typically they go together in the same aisle, but sometimes they don't the coffee aisle. And if they allow you to have that ground coffee, that, that grinder there. Oh boy. Let's get back to that aroma. Same with the bakery. That's a beautiful smell of fresh, not so fresh ground coffee from those ground, those grinders <laughs> that, not a lot of stores still have anymore. So sometimes they, now they have their own like specialty coffee section where they'll do it for you. But that's, that smell is great. We can pair that with cereal, but chips, the chip aisle. Great. Same reason, same reason, new varieties. It's easy to find stuff in the chip aisle because there's so many facings of it. You have your brands and then you have what you need. You have your pretzels over here, your popcorn over here, your chips here. I love that it's easy to find and it's brought us some glory, some glor- glorious taste test here, the chip aisle, which you've, you've done for us right here on the brunch breakdown. So got to love the chip aisle. Well, but that's all good and grand, but let's talk the other side. Didi, tell me, oh, yeah. tell me your worst, your least favorite grocery aisle. My least favorite grocery aisle is the medicine section because (laughs) it's not even really an aisle it's usually like greeting cards magazines medicine it's stupid it's literally the worst thing in the world you need a better medicine section grocery stores like or just don't have one at all like don't act like you're gonna have tylenol by having like four things right here and then you go on to like kids toys or something like no joke like at a grocery store in that aisle you will see magazines greeting cards like super soakers and then medicine down here and then like baby food at like the worst section in the grocery store medicines you will not be able to find any medicine you need at the grocery store that's a that's a great one that really is yeah they're usually a mess yes hard to find all the yeah all of that stuff it's not a great aisle not a great aisle consistently not a great aisle (laughs) uh one i'm gonna go with is something that i enjoy to eat, Uh-oh. but I don't enjoy walking through this aisle from about through about, I'd say 70% of grocery stores. This is a bad aisle. I'm talking seafood. I'm really talking seafood department, seafood oh, yeah. aisle, fresh, right? Listen, seafood smells. Okay. It does. It's fish. It smells fishy when you have a lot of it. Yeah. All right. So for people that don't like fish because of the way it smells, I get it. You haven't had maybe good fish yet or you haven't had it from a restaurant where you don't have to walk in front of it in the grocery store but 70 percent of grocery stores 
that seafood aisle is just a little too fishy. And after I'm coming from the coffee in the bakery and all those good smells, I don't need that wall of fishy flavor to not exactly entice me into buying your quote unquote fresh fish, which by the way, usually isn't it's brought in frozen. They let it thaw out all day. And then there it is for you. So you're not getting anything all that special. So yeah, seafood just because of the smell. Oh God. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't even like, and it doesn't even matter what grocery store you go to. Like, even if you go to like Whole Foods in the seafood section, it's still just still has it just something you just don't Yeah, Like it really doesn't matter what grocery store you go to. That's right. a good one. It's like, it's on the boxes that they come in and that just stuff, stuff just sticks. So it's tough. It's tough to get rid of, but it's not, not great in a grocery setting. Yeah. And you've been on the inside of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ugh. Like you've been <laughs> oh, up close and personal. With That's those not boxes. even the worst of it. That's not, it's not even the worst of it. If you've ever been in the back of the meat department where the seafood and the meat cutters spend their time, <laughs> you understand why those are special people. You'll understand very quickly. Yeah. That's, those are scents you can't get rid of. Oh God. All right. <laughs> that, oh, Ooh, okay. Now I have the scent in my head now. It's, it's yeah. there. It's not going anywhere. Um, my next one is uh, the meat, the steaks, the steaks. I feel like that that section or aisle, yeah, you call it the aisle because chicken's there, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a mess. You can't like find anything. And it feels like everyone has touched or kind of like smashed whatever it is that you're grabbing. And I just, and I get so frustrated with that. Like, you know, and I'll go to, and I'll end up going to the deli and getting this stuff, which, which honestly pro tip, everyone, you just get your meat from the deli. It's the same price. I don't know. Just go do it. But like getting it from there, from the section, it's just, everything is just a mess everywhere. It's like, you think you're grabbing ribeye, you're grabbing this, you're grabbing the wrong thing. And it's just a mess, a mess. That's a great pick. It's the most like disorganized section in the entire store. And it's not even just because of how it's set, but because of people just ripping through there. I need to find 1.5 pounds. I can't find it. It had to be exact. That's it's un it's unbelievable. Or you have those pick five deals where everybody's just like grabbing at them and adding, I got to get more chicken. Mm -hmm. It's, it's chaotic. Prepackaged chicken, packaged chicken from that section is always dripping in, in chicken liquid and it's disgusting. They have bags there for a reason now. So you don't get salmonella over everything. Chaos, disorganization. Those coolers aren't usually cold enough. That stuff isn't supposed to live there for that long. Great pick. Yeah. <laughs> Great pick. Um, yeah, I needed your opinion on that because like, yeah. I just, because I'll even see people like what you said about like, Oh, I need 1.5 pounds. I've literally watched someone ask a person who was coming out, putting the meat in, ask for some story. Can you find me 1.5 pounds? This is (laughs) 1.67. And I'm like, you've got to be joking. Like it's wild how much people are just grabbing and put it. Yeah. No other section in the store like that. Maybe you get a little bit of that in produce, but no other section in the store is quite that bad. Um, I'm going to surprise you with my next one. Okay. I'm going to say hot prepared foods. 
but I'm going to get specific here. Okay. Okay. Because I want I don't want to just clump the whole section because you made some good points. The rotisserie chickens, uh, some of the colder salads that you mentioned there. I can get behind those. I'm going hot prepared foods that you grab yourself. Okay. Oh, like at the salad bar, yeah. it's the hot prepared foods bar. The hot prepared food bar, that food <laughs> should be rotated out of there much quicker than it is. If you ever go there in the evening and you realize this has been sitting out since probably 2.30 and looks like straight garbage, straight trash. And it is because a lot of those foods aren't meant to just stay warm that way. They dry the hell out. Now they'll get you, they'll get you on the mac and cheese and stuff like that. You just stir it up a little bit. I just got a little layer of a hardened cheese on there. It's all fine and dandy, but I'm telling you people be advised at the hot foods bar. I even was in a whole foods at near their hot foods bar. Not that long ago. And it was atrocious, atrocious, excuse me, atrocious. They had grilled swordfish out there. I'm like, no, what are you doing? This shouldn't be out here. At that point, it looked like tofu. It was disgusting. It's just, there's usually not a lot of good there. There's too much, too much bad. Yeah. So I I have to throw this into the worst. It's just, it, the stuff dries out too quickly. It's just not good. Love it. I love it. That's what I, I mean, those were, those were my worst. I'm trying to think of another worst, but I think that's what I got. Um, this was fun. Yeah. Honorable mention also the dairy aisle when they don't have doors because it's cold. That's why. <laughs> Simple reason. It's cold. The yogurts are a mess, but now stores nowadays, you're really pulling this back here. You got Grant Dan the grocery man. Oh, yeah. Now stores nowadays are doing the 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 door sections in their dairy department, like the freezer sections, right? The frozen section. Helps maintain the temperature of the store. It's good for the environment, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, you run through a dairy department that doesn't have that. You're usually getting hit, hot, hit with coolers on both sides. So you're getting it. You're getting through there as quick as you can. It's just cold. It's just cold. So that's the only other reason. But that's my list too. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. This was fun. I, yes. More so grocery happy. topics. <laughs> I'm so happy I was right about the meat out, about the meat section, because I say that 100%. about the meat section all the time. Like, I cannot stand the way that it is. I wish it were somehow better, but it's not. It's just a free for all. It's ridiculous. It is. It's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> Easily one of the worst. <laughs> well, we'll get back into food in a second. Uh, let's talk Jeopardy, man. Jeopardy picked their this. hosts. Yeah. Um, Blossom and the executive <laughs> producer. <laughs> Talk about, they got us all to care about Jeopardy so much. Yeah. And then honestly picked the most boring situation that we could have ended up with here. Because like, I don't know who is watching the Jeopardy primetime shows for Mayim Bialik. I, I don't know who's doing that. And then the executive producer just picked himself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, a lot of people are outraged. And like you said, they got people to care about Jeopardy for once. This yeah. was exciting. This like semi audition process. They had random people selected. The universe got LeVar Burton in there, right? <laughs> they made, they made it happen. They weren't They were refused to go on without at least a week. <laughs> and yeah, they put the most 
boring people. I don't know if they were afraid if they went with a big name that they weren't going to stick around for a while. I mean, like, yeah, Price is Right did that with Drew Carey. And if you have any idea what Drew Carey gets paid, he has no reason to go anywhere. He's just going to continue to look older and older and skinnier on the Price is Right, and he'll be fine. So that has already been proven wrong. Um, I saw a poll that came out that they did with people about their how satisfied they were with the choices in some of the other hosts. And Mike Richards, the executive producer, received 3% of the vote. <laughs> 3% of the vote. Ken Jennings got more. He got 12%. Like what? I want somebody from Jeopardy to kind of come out here and give us a some sort of explanation as to why they think this was the way to go. Again. It just makes me mad. Dude picked himself. He had, he, to have a, he had to have a say in it, right? Because he's yeah. not going to not be the producer even if they go with somebody else. Absolutely. Like he picked himself and like, I, it, it's just, it, it's just such a bummer. They put us through all this. I thought they would I, like, and I didn't care if they picked LeVar Burton, but I just thought it would have been fun if they just picked somebody. I don't know. Like yeah. Katie Couric, pick her. I don't, it was just like, they had so many people do this and yeah, it almost feels like the whole time they knew that they were going to pick him anyways. They're and then like we blossom. Yeah. We're going to go with the boring white dude again, you know, just going <laughs> to, we know him and he's not going anywhere. And it's like, yeah. nobody knows who this guy is. Nobody wants to get to know this guy. You mentioned LeVar Burton in that same poll, 14%. He got the most <laughs> votes was 14% uh, out of anybody. Now I know LeVar Burton's, they, they said the ratings were low when he was on, but there's a number of reasons. It's at the end. It's at the very end where you started this process months ago. And so, yeah, you kind of have this high, and they said the ratings basically went down every week with every new host. They would jolt up for like Aaron Rodgers or whatever. He was at the very end. He was going up against the Olympics. He was going up against the NBA draft. He was going up against a bunch of political announcements and committee airings that were all happening in the same week. Uh, but still, the most people uh, people liked him the most out of everybody. Uh, Blossom has sucked since Blossom. I ain't. <laughs> She has. She seems like a very nice lady. She's very impressive as she, she's like an actual neuroscientist or whatever. She's yeah. just not interesting and enough. I know she's doing some specials and some of that for, for Jeopardy is what her role will be. But yeah, it was like, come on, like bring us into the new century here. Give us somebody exciting. Give us a name. Yeah. Not just the damn producer that's already on the show, which clearly – Nobody wanted. And especially since like, I didn't even know that this primetime role was a thing. Yeah. And right. why would you, all right. So if you're going to do Jeopardy and like you pick the, you know, you pick the boring guy that, you know, to do Jeopardy every single day, that's fine. You weren't going to get Aaron Rodgers to do that. But like, right. if you guys, if there was a role for just primetime specials to get people to watch and tune in to ABC or whatever channel you end up doing your specials mm-hmm. on, what who's tuning in to watch her like i'm just being dead serious like who's there are a million names who did this like robin roberts like i don't know anyone like literally anyone other than her like i'm not tuning in i'm sorry she doesn't move the needle for me i don't i don't get it i there maybe there's something i'm missing i I don't know like 
in the Jeopardy community speak out? Let us know the brunch breakdown. Is that your hero? I don't know. Like, I, I don't see how she's going to make me tune into any special they do. Right. I don't, that was, and that's this golden opportunity they had. And if we would have known that maybe they would have had some more unique auditions of people were saying, yeah. hey, we've got kind of this like part-time primetime thing going on. And they'd had some more names swing by to see how they did. Maybe you give them a night or two and not as a, not a full week even, Yeah, but you're trying to grow the audience of this show, right? <laughs> that's kind of the goal. So there's no way she's helping grow the audience <laughs> of this show. You're just maintaining Oh. that's absolutely what you do. You're maintaining the, the Mike Richards pick you're maintaining. If not, you're getting people <laughs> not interested anymore. Yeah. There certainly are people tuning in now yeah. for that. So how did this, how does this stuff not get brought up in these decisions where you, like you said, they're not moving the needle and you want to grow your audience and you just lost the legend. <laughs> do you know how many people watch the show for Alex Trebek? Not just because it's Jeopardy, but him part of it. And now you're going to replace them with these two. How are you gaining more viewers by doing this? It, 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 it really makes no sense to me. Do you think this was why Aaron Rodgers was so mad at that press conference? Do you think this is why he showed up? Because he yeah. realized that he didn't get that. He found out his agent called him and was like, Aaron, can I play for the Packers, man? Uh, Jeopardy, you're out. They picked Mike <laughs> Richards. And so he showed up in his like random t-shirt that day and spoke out invented he didn't say anything about jeopardy but after seeing this decision i'm starting to think that maybe that was the day they gave aaron Rodgers the news he's like i i that had to be part of the frustration it's like it's basically the whole jordan love thing they pick somebody that they know is is worse than him <laughs> and they're like yeah he's he's the guy he's the guy he's like i'm better than that guy you kidding me and so he's just bouncing back and forth. It's the same situation. Yeah. And that clearly had to be driving some of the anger. I mean, anybody. Anybody. That audition had to be <laughs> anybody somewhat angry. I mean, it wasn't a shock that they went with the executive producer. I think a lot of people thought he was the favorite just because of that. And maybe Ken Jennings was as well. But when you really think about it, it's not a good decision for, <laughs> for the show and for the show to grow at all. I'm with you. Jeopardy. Big mess Do up, better. guys. Do Big mess better, up. man. Yikes. A golden opportunity on your hand. You blew it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into this. Uh, since Chris is not here, we will go with one has to go. And these are some, I mean, delicious foods. We love doing these pick dues. One has to go. We love doing these. And I have brought one to Dan's attention that I saw this morning. Shouts to a bunch of people who I saw it. So I don't know where this actually came from. I just know that I saw a bunch of people sharing it this morning. And uh, let's do one right now. Chicken, fried fish, steak, shrimp, crab legs, bacon, ham, ribs, and turkey. Oh. One has to go. And I am looking at this like, what? I, I, like, I'm sure if you're a picky eater, this is easy for some of you but sure. for me who is not a picky eater this is i can't even i don't know i have no idea this may be one of the most difficult ones we've ever done and when you shared this with me i was just kind of frozen and in shock for a while because <laughs> i don't know if you can come up with a stronger group of meats yeah. fishes delights here 
to have to eliminate one. Again, chicken, fried fish, steak, shrimp, crab legs, bacon, ham, ribs, and turkey. Like, come on. I mean, what? how are you supposed to eliminate one of these? Yeah, it's like, what? Like there's no you, and there's no obvious choice right away. Like for me, I know there's there certainly isn't. There isn't like, oh, you know what? There's one thing on here that I just I definitely don't like. This is this is a food group for me. This is all amazing. Like you could put my mother on this list and I would say, <laughs> Mom, you gotta go. Like I I don't know. <laughs> like this is like uh, you would you wish that there would be one that you're like, it's gotta go. Maybe for a lot of people there is, but for me. What I I get I, bacon? I guess. Yeah, I, dude, I don't know. I, I, just because I have to pick bacon, I bacon. See now, I don't. I'm not mad at your pick because we've gone over this before, and I'm glad Chris isn't here for this because for me. Bacon is a wonderful accompaniment to almost anything. Yeah. On its own, it's fine. It's it's the weakest one on this list on its own. But it also enhances something better than anything else on this list can do. Yeah, um, that's yeah, that's the problem. It's like you put bacon on a regular cheeseburger you make at your house you throw bacon on it mm-hmm. all of a sudden you just made the best cheeseburger of your life it's a game changer it's a game changer um i cannot eliminate any of the seafood i can't do it i won't do it i refuse to do it um and if you think i would ever eliminate ribs <laughs> <laughs> there was the, no there's no question like ribs and chicken i what? No. It was like ribs, chicken, no. seafood. Chicken, I was like, never. Those are all safe. They yeah, will get out of here. forever be safe. So I don't hate your bacon pick, but. And I know you're going to be upset here when I pick ham. I think I have to pick ham. I know you're a ham guy. I know you're a ham guy. And for me, ham is just, you know, just the Christmas meat, not for Thanksgiving and for, you know, for Easter. It's the Easter meat, but I don't think I love ham enough. And you could say all types of ham, deli slits, thin sliced ham, you know, thick sliced ham as it's shown here in the photo. It's tough, but I think that's the one that, that excites me the least. not saying it doesn't excite me, but excites me the least. And I think that I could probably live without, I mean, ham and bacon, same family. Right. So (laughs) same thing, you know, that's why I'm kind of narrowed in there, but I think, I think bacon enhances things better than what ham can do on its own. I think I'm, I, I'm with you. Uh, I hear you. I, I love ham, but like, it is the one that is like, I don't eat ham sandwiches unless it's like, we made a ham and that's usually yeah. like a big occasion. It's Thanksgiving, it's Easter, that's Christmas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The rest of these like Turkey, I get Turkey from the deli all the time. Um, I, 
Yeah. Here's another one. You you it's don't tough. see ham on a menu at a restaurant. No, you don't. That's Never. true. You see every single one of these things at a variety of restaurants. You obviously always see chicken. You see fish. You see steak. You see shrimp. You see crab legs. Bacon's on a bunch of stuff. You even can see turkey. You can see it, the they do it in they pre- uh, prepare it in different ways. Um, maybe not all year round, maybe not every restaurant, but you at least see it. You see ribs. You just don't see ham. No. On menus. Maybe I'm. And changing. I don't know if that's just because you can't. You can only do so much with it, or, or what? But that. That may have. I just thought of that, and I think that's influencing my decision. Is that how much would I miss ham? There's just not enough opportunities, like you said, unless it's like a ham sandwich, which I'm eating the day after we have the big ham. Yeah, <laughs> and I can do without that. I'm sticking with bacon. I'm sticking with bacon. Okay, sticking okay. with my pick of bacon. Um, if you had to make this and only pick two, Dan, mm. what are you picking? Oh damn it! That that's a more difficult decision. Wow, because that's damn near impossible. It it is. It certainly is. Um, this is where we need to have our whiteboards out because then yeah. we, you and I could have guessed what Chris was going to pick. Yeah, um, that's that's true. We need to keep that in mind. I should have thought of that. That'll be a new segment in the future. Oh boy. <laughs> I have to, oh boy. <laughs> I have to keep, I have to keep ribs. I have to keep ribs. They're just so unique and so good if they're prepared the right way. Right way. I love me some barbecue. It's the best thing on the planet. And that's one. And I'm stuck between shrimp and crab legs. It, it has to be between, oof. I'm going to say shrimp just because I can, I eat shrimp way more often. Okay. Crab legs take a little bit more work. If I can have shrimp for the rest, you know, if I can only have those two for the rest of my life, my life, I got to go shrimp and ribs. I got to go. Gosh. All right. For me, it is ribs and chicken. Ooh. Okay. I, okay. I love my wings. Everyone knows. Yeah. Everyone knows this. Ooh, Every single person knows this. That. I love my wings. I can't live without my wings. I love my wings. Like football season's getting ready to start. We're we'll talking a lot about that next week. But I, yeah. I, I have to have my chicken for every sporting oh. event. Every big. I just, I need chicken, and ribs are just. I I, I don't want to go my life without ribs. But uh, then there's steak, and then I I love yeah. shrimp. Oh, I get. I. That hurts my soul. Like, I like want to cry. I've never been emotional doing a pick, only pick two, <laughs> and I feel like I feel like I betrayed other foods by picking those two. But it's got to be. I need my chicken. I need my ribs. Uh, uh, I, I hear you with. I hear you with chicken. We eat so much uh, chicken. It would be hard to live without it. it uh, would be, and you're right. The wings. To say that I could never have wings again. <sighs> I'd be have, I'd be eating a lot of ribs and a lot of shrimp just to get over that. I can tell you that. Good. This God. is this is this might be the toughest one we've ever done. This is emotional. We might have to have like a reset on. We might have to bring this back. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let us know at brunch breakdown on all the social medias which one 
are you never having again? Which one is going away? Chicken fried for a steak. Oh, man. Shrimp, crab legs, bacon, ham, ribs, or turkey. Let us know. At Brunch Please. Breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right. Before we get into what we're listening to, let's do a little taste test here, Dan. Yes. I got goldfish, red Ooh. hot goldfish. Frank's red hot goldfish special edition. Opening these bad boys up. Let's wow, see. You found them. I, I, I look every damn week. I'm in the grocery store. I look for everything we brought on brunch court and I can't freaking find it. Dude, I am finding all the chips. All the chips. Oh, I don't know I how. Now, I wouldn't have purchased those. I'll be honest with you. That wouldn't have I was been like, something I picked up. So, yeah, credit to you. I saw them randomly, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to check these out. Here we go. Live taste test. Red Hot, Frank's Red Hot Goldfish. These? I mean, listen. They're spicy. They taste like Red Hot. And they're goldfish. So, like... If you need a little spice in your goldfish, I mean, too spicy? No, no, not too spicy. They just taste like Frank's Red Hot. So, like, if you like Frank's Red Hot and like you put it on some stuff from time to time, it's not bad. But you got to like Frank's Red Hot because this tastes like Frank's Red Hot. It really does. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm I'm gonna pull up as we are talking about this here. Ironically, good friend of the program, Ryan. It's not Ryan. Mm-hmm. It's Ryan had these not that long ago and he shared his feedback as well uh first thing he said is a, a guy that he works with who puts franks on literally everything i put that shit on everything yeah, he, <laughs> yeah apparently his okay. friend his guy at work does that um he's seen him dash it on combos and chips and everything even that franks um so they said they're very good the franks taste is relatively subtle at first but there's a nice spicy aftertaste. They are literally just spicy goldfish. Um, he's got a little sweating emoji there, and that he can he can get into those. So big, large fans of Frank's. Yeah, we're fans, and so that seems to line up with with what you said. That you yeah. you gotta like Frank's to to like those goldfish. Yeah, and also like what he said, the first couple goldfish I didn't taste red, Frank's red hot. You just felt like the spice, and then ate a couple more, and it's like, oh, I feel like I'm eating i just put frank's red hot on goldfish so if yeah if you're one of those people or you just like frank's red hot like i put frank's i use the frank's red hot buffalo sauce all the time when i like make wings at home and like i don't know I, if you like frank's you're gonna like in like goldfish because goldfish are great you, you know most of the taste is goldfish just got mm-hmm. frank's red hot dabbed in there so dabbed in there I there you go. It. Well, any of our listeners, anybody out there that can get their hands on anything that we feature on the brunch breakdown on brunch court Snap a photo, send it to us. Give us your opinion. We'll read it right here on the air. We'll share it with everybody. We'd love to know what everybody else there is thinking. And if they can get a hold of things like mystery Pop-Tarts, which I was looking for for like three months, <laughs> by the way. Um, yeah, let us know at Brunch Breakdown. Beautiful. Well, did a nice taste test. Uh, and now let's get into what we are listening to. Dan, I mean, what was you had a big weekend with people. What was what's on your playlist? What was the, what were you listening to this week? Man, we were listening to a lot of everything, a lot nice. of a lot of everything, uh, a lot of varieties. Thankfully, we were able to keep country off the radio because I was <laughs> driving the boat and I'm in charge of the radio. Beautiful, um, but yeah, we had a great a, a great boat playlist playing a lot of Benny 
my girl Benny, my artist of the year last year. Uh, <laughs> but um, one song that a song that I want to feature first here this week is kind of a mashup collaboration remix, if you will, that I didn't see coming. Okay. Did not see coming. Uh, Elton John and Dua Lipa teaming up uh, alongside uh, P-Now, which is P-N-A-U. Uh, they're kind of an Australian funk electro pop group. Uh, really, really fun group. They put together this remix of Cold Heart from Elton John and Dua Lipa. And it's, I love it because it's a, a vocal mashup of Elton's, a couple of Elton John's songs, uh, Kiss the Bride, Rocket Man, Where's the Shura, and Sacrifice. And it just kind of pieces this song together with a lot of the lyrics from there. And you can hear Rocket Man, it's Dua Lipa's part. She sings that uh, throughout the chorus. But it creates this like dancey uh, pop song with two incredible artists that I need more collaborations from. <laughs> We know we know they're close. We know they sung at Elton's uh, Oscars viewing party a couple of years ago. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I like I like this song a lot. Cold Heart, uh, the Pinal remix from Elton John and Dua Lipa. Nice, I like it. I like it. All right, uh, I'm going with Wizkid and Justin Bieber, Essence. The remix of the song Essence is the song that's been uh, really big if you listen to R&B, more of the like island flavored music. And um, Justin Bieber calls this song the song of the summer. And he is now on this song. And it is just a smooth R&B. Feels like summer jam. I love this song so much. And Justin Bieber, man, just I, I really think we're going to have to have a conversation at some point about is he the best Justin in the world? Ooh. is he is he now the justin because it, it's wow. getting to the point where justin bieber is now just he's justin everyone else has to go by their last names you know like in school how it's just like mm-hmm. daniel k daniel d daniel this yep no he's now just justin everybody else has to go by their last name too i don't know wow. it's getting there you're not wrong you're not wrong that's an interesting conversation an interesting topic to have yeah Yeah. and when we're when we get into our end of year brunchies mr beaver is going to be on the list for a lot of nominations yeah i have a feeling a lot of nominations for that sure (laughs) uh next one up that i have is from cheat codes travis barker because of course i mean (laughs) and uh tove stirk who is from sweden this uh pop singer from sweden these three, or more than, I guess, three come together. These three groups come together uh, and produce this song called All Things Money Can Do. And it's this really amazing, it really showcases what music has become today. And of course, Travis Barker is on this song because he's been at the forefront of all of that. He really has. He's played such a big role in it. So why wouldn't he be? But it's this incredible blend of, of pop and punk punk and electro and alternative all kind of at once. And it's blended so perfectly together. I mean, cheat codes does this really well anyways, but then you add in that Travis Barker element. Um, it makes us, there's a super catchy chorus uh, with a, with a drum beat naturally that you hear throughout it. 
and along with kind of the group group vocals that they do between uh, Tove and, and Cheat Code. So all things money can do. Love this song. Love this song. Well, keeping it with Travis Barker, uh, MGK put out a new <laughs> song called Paper Cuts yeah. uh, on his album that I guess it's him and Travis Barker collabed on it together. That's coming out soon. And it's really good, man. Um, MGK, he is fit himself into this sound and I am absolutely loving what he's done. So, uh, yeah, MGK, Travis Barker, the king of the sound, uh, Paper Cuts. Check it out. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Uh, MGK is also on a roll. Yeah, he really is. Time. Really on a big time roll. Uh, last time, last one I have actually just got released today. Oh, brand new track, hot off the press from Bastille. The boys at Bastille, oh, yeah, oh. released a song called Thelma and Louise, and it's another can't miss. It's absolutely another can't miss. Um, They've had a few singles released so far over the past few months, getting us closer to this TBA fall album release. Rumors are October or November. At the rate they're putting out music, we're certainly like like we're getting closer to that. Uh, but this has a chorus which will just pull you in, um, and it'll be hard to stand still during the song. And I'm telling you something right now. This song will be nuts live. I just know it. I know this song will be incredible to listen to live. So Thelma and Louise, Bastille, the boys are at it again. They did it again. Check that one out. Nice. Uh, well, I have two songs that, unless you're like living under a rock, if you listen to music, you've heard these two songs over the last couple of weeks. But uh, Rumors, Lizzo, Cardi B, I, Lizzo's back. The horns mm-hmm. in this song, everything about this song. Cardi comes through. The video is incredible and it's hilarious. And this song is it's just a really great song and Lizzo's back, which I know probably like she wanted to put out music last year or something, but what's the yeah. point of putting out music if you can't tour. So, um, right. yeah. So this song is just great. And, uh, the weekend take my breath does it again yes. with these 80 sounds and just, um, make some sound current and just does it again. Take my breath the weekend. That song is just, if you, you can't, I guarantee you, you listen to that song. You won't listen to it. You'll listen. You can't just listen to it once. You got to go back. Don't care what's coming up next on your playlist. You'll listen to that song again. So check those two songs out. If you are, have been living under a rock and you had no idea that three of the biggest artists in music have put out <laughs> new music yeah. <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, take my breath the weekend rumors, Cardi B and Lizzo. Yeah. Oh, how could you not yeah. put those songs on a yeah. great pick? I love it. So good. Well, uh, Chris, I'm sure we'll have some good picks for us. Um, and and next week, I think Kanye's album comes out. I think that's what I we're think. hearing even louder now, right? That's maybe we're being told absolutely and hundred percent and all that type of stuff. That's right. After yeah. the soldier soldier field listening party, we know where he's going to be spending, where his new bed's going to be. So. I feel we'll like waiting. we should do an emergency brunch breakdown if it comes out <laughs> on Friday, like that Saturday or that Friday night, we have to put out a brunch breakdown. Yeah. We'll yeah. See. It's going to be, it's going to be something that'll be <laughs> good. God, we'll, we'll be waiting. We're anxiously awaiting Kanye. We're yes, excited. We are waiting. 
We are waiting at the brunch table for Kanye. And thank you guys for joining us here on the brunch breakdown next week. We're talking all things football, which fits with Kanye doing his show at soldier field next week. So (laughs) we're always on top of it here at the brunch breakdown. Make sure you follow us on social media and hit up the sounds of brunch playlist on uh, Spotify. We're out. Peace.